0: Welcome to Tea Time. This
1: is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with some streaming in June. This is Love June. It. Can't yeah. believe. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, Moulin Rouge, 20 years later. So excited. Yeah. And birthday cakes.
2: <laughs> Love it. It's going to be Love a good
1: it. episode. We swear. Yeah.
0: Before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. Okay. Another month has passed. Time is <laughs> passing. We are now in June, um, which means that we have another month of like some streaming wrecks. but we have this fun little thing to talk about up top that has to do with streaming because Spotify released this mm. new campaign this week called Only You. And the whole gist is like, only you listen like X, Y, and Z or love this artist and that artist and this other thing. So it's, you know, you... The Spotify listener is a unique person and they kind of compile all this really fun data. I personally live for this stuff, even though I I don't know why, uh, (laughs) but I always have so much fun clicking through it. What did you guys think about getting this email and seeing this in the app?
4: I was really excited about it. I love Spotify wrapped. First of all, I want to say we're not being uh, asked to talk about this. We (laughs) just are like legitimately really embarrassing and nerdy and like wanted to talk about it. (laughs) Well, it's like also
1: people have been posting it to like Instagram. It's like a big social media thing. But
4: yeah, I like this stuff, too. I was disappointed by mine, though. Did you guys like me too?
1: Yours? No, no, no. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. It's like I already know my music tastes are embarrassing. I don't need it like flashed on right. a sign for me. Yeah. yeah, it felt like a little bit of a drag. Like I, I mean,
4: Spotify Wrapped is great. Like it's also embarrassing. But for, there was something about this specific one that was. Specifically embarrassing. Like for my unique artist pair, it was like only you would play this artist and then yeah. this artist. I had Maggie Rogers and Fallout Boy. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> I don't remember playing Fallout Boy this year, but apparently I did right after Maggie Rogers.
0: Yeah, mine is only you would play SZA after The Doors,
1: and I'm like, I can't be the only one. That feels like the the slightly okay, okay. I feel like mine is the worst because it was like only you would play Orville Peck after Katy Perry, and I'm like, is that a joke? (laughs) Is that a joke? Okay, I, Okay. so they got really specific Normally Spotify Wrapped
0: is like Here's your top songs Here's right. your artist of the year Whatever This was like some deep cuts Which I think is why At a problem with it Because I, I don't have a memory Of listening to some of these things Totally They did this audio birth chart oh. Where it's like your sun sign Your moon sign And your rising sign They know I, what the millennials want A hundred percent Because I don't know That meant nothing to me But I think there are a lot of people That were like Oh my god right. My birth sign or whatever, uh, mine were not great. My moon sign was Tony Bennett, and I have no recollection of <laughs> listening to him. So amazing! I don't know.
4: Wow. My, uh, my issue with the birth chart was that your top artist was your sun sign, right? Which was a good warning, mm-hmm. and we can talk about this more in a minute. <laughs> but my top artist is still Taylor Swift, and I have oh, not listened wow. to Taylor Swift since. I mean, those albums mm-hmm. were like winter albums, so probably January was the last time that I listened to Evermore mm-hmm. and Folklore. But I think the problem is like, I listen to a lot of K-pop and I look, li- but I listen to so many different artists oh. that I don't just listen to one. So then mm. Taylor Swift is still winning six yep. months into the year. Um, So it's good. It was like a good warning of like, OK, you'd like focus on someone for a little bit <laughs> and like yeah, kind of no. bump that up because otherwise it's going to still be Taylor Swift, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but then I also had Phoebe Bridgers. That was my oh. moonset. I was like, OK, this is like a little bit too like sad white girl. You need to switch <laughs> things up a little bit. <laughs>
0: Oh Amelia, who do you got in there?
1: What else you got? Well, when we did this cringe mode, I freaking predicted <laughs> you can go run through the old tape. I said, you know what? I bet Josie and the Pussycats will end up being my most listened to album. And surprise, surprise, on my audio birth chart, it said sign. Most listened to artist is Josie and the Pussycats. Oh my <laughs> God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but wow. my moon sign is the killers, and then my rising sign, which I guess is a recent discovery, is Christina Aguilera. And I'm like recent oh. discovery. <laughs> wow, wow.
4: Yeah. New, to new her artist, years. indie
1: artist, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, so that's pretty
4: funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was not super impressed by mine. They had one that was like. You know, you played like this song really late at night or early in the yes. morning, uh, which mine was Waking Up Slow piano version by Gabrielle Applin. They cool. was like, only you would play this in the morning. I was like, it's called Waking Up Slow. I think a lot of people <laughs> sure. probably played this song in
0: the morning. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Mine was not what I expected. Yeah, this was a wake up call for sure, Kate. I know you (laughs) uh, have some thoughts about what our game plan should be going into the next six months before wrapped comes out Um, because I need to make some adjustments or I need to like, okay, again, I'm plagued by my workout music likes Mm -hmm. and then my like normal human Liz Kelly likes. And again, I'm just begging someone at Spotify to help me separate those two. (laughs) Um, But yeah, what should we be doing between now and when that wrapped comes out? I think we got to get serious. I think we got to go at it with like
4: focus, with intention. Yeah. Uh, Instead of just turning on something random, be like, okay, who should I listen to for two hours? Right. (laughs) Whose discography can I get really into to bump Taylor Swift out of that top spot like while I'm working on this spreadsheet. Yeah. Um maybe less like shuffle playlists and more like actual albums like yes. that we're focusing on. Amelia, I think you should keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't you know. gonna jump in and say that I not mean, like, <laughs> think you do better than Josie and the Pussycats. I think you need to stick with that, no okay. matter how sick of it you get, just for the lulls. And
0: yeah, I think that should be our game plan. Wait, Amelia, I mm. will legitimately pay you if in six months from now your rap comes out <laughs> and it has Josie and the Pussycat Dolls as your top artist. So yeah, use that I as mean, incentive.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I, oh my god. Well, I mean, I there's only one way to go up from Tim McGraw's something like that, and I guess it's Josie and the Pussycat. So whatever. <laughs>
0: Such range. You have such range. I love it. Oh, God. Okay. Also, speaking of streaming, again, new month. We're doing some June streaming recs. I'm going to go first. I got two and kind of one note for the people first one is i just watched bo burnham's inside Mm. he's a comedian he filmed this during the pandemic which we're still in but like more like from march 2020 to now oh wow um he wrote directed shot edited it all by himself like zero crew it was just him and what looked like his like back house, um, kind of like descending into madness. And I thought it was going to be really COVID heavy and like all jokes about, and it truly was not at all. It was more of just like his mental sanity kind of being affected Mm. by the pandemic and how that affected his comedy, but nothing... No COVID jokes, which was great, which I know we all say we don't need and don't want. Um, But it's very entertaining. Kate, I know you watched it too. Did you like it? Yeah, I
4: loved it. I love Bo Burnham. I firmly think that as we as a society are not sure about John Mulaney in these trying times, that we (laughs) should focus our attentions on Bo Burnham, who I think is attractive in a similar way. I'm more (laughs) attracted to Bo Burnham than I would like to admit. Ah, Um, Hmm. Also, his longtime partner is Lorene Scafaria, who directed Hustlers. So an underrated Hollywood power couple. But anyway, love the special. I started watching it and I texted my brother who likes Bo Burnham, and I was like, hey, like new special. He's doing a song right now about FaceTiming your mom, like really mm-hmm. funny. And then I had to text my brother like 45 minutes later and was like, okay, gets a little dark, bit of a tough watch. Still <laughs> very highly recommend it, but like not the vibe that I led you to believe it was 45 right. minutes ago. Yes. Because um, it definitely gets very like introspective and sort of like about his depression and like yeah. just existing in quarantine, which is incredibly relatable yeah Um, but yeah really good really funny a little dark but ultimately like it felt very cleansing
0: to watch yes Mm -hmm. agreed Agreed. Um, the other one is a total pivot. I also watched on Netflix, Seaspiracy, which I oh. feel like I'm always a couple weeks late to this kind of stuff. And I know I think everyone who's going to watch it has probably already watched it, but um, I found it very educational. It's basically examining the environmental impact of fishing and like our human impact on marine life. Um, so if you like documentaries and like learning about the environment, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, and also, very deep cut. This is maybe for two people listening. I'm hoping, but if anyone used to watch Whale Wars on Animal Planet oh like a decade God. ago, there are uh, a couple my people mom. featured there. I fucking love Whale Wars. I was its biggest <laughs> fan. So upset when I got canceled. Oh, iconic! Anyway, the whole crew, Paul Watson and the Sea Shepherd, are still out <laughs> on the seas trying to help our environment and trying to help our fishing industry. So, so. they
1: were they were never doing it for. No. The notoriety. They no. were always doing it for the Ten whales. Ten years later, they're still at it. So That's, that was I mean, a, really lovely to see. As I'll be honest. I watched... Like half of it, and I had to shut it off because I was like, "This is I I can't." Do-. But I think that's I think you're 100% correct. conspiracy. We you had to yeah, off? we should yeah. all watch it. Well, because I just like I was like, I'm already depressed. I can't do this. Right. <laughs> Maybe pick it back up
0: at a different time of the year. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, and then very quickly, guys, I'm back in my survive grind. My brother's home from school, so I'm diving into the David versus Goliath season. Oh. Freaking loving it. I missed it. Um, and if any of you want to like jump in now with me, you can. Yes. So what, that's a Who is thing. your
1: favorite character so far? <sighs> I'm like five episodes in. Okay. So it's yeah. kind
0: of hard, but we also did a, a draft this time, which I oh think is really God. fun because that it gets fun. you more invested from episode one, yeah. as opposed to you have to wait halfway through the season and you like, like six people sure. or whatever. So now I'm invested in all types of odd contestants, but, um, <laughs> I'll have to DM you about it cause I know. We've, su- we've made yes. Kate suffer
1: enough. But yes, anyway, if anyone
0: <laughs> wants to watch it with me, please. Great,
1: great season. Great.
0: Season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amelia, what are you watching this month? Um. Well,
1: I, you know, they, they got- so Netflix got two seasons of this show called Ink Master, which premiered on Spike, but moved to like the Paramount Network, then it got canceled and is being revived by Paramount Plus, apparently. And... It's pretty much what it is, is like a bunch of tattoo artists from across the country come in to compete against each other for the title of Ink Master. And they all have to like do all the different styles and Dave Navarro hosts it. And Mm. it's so I have become so obsessed with it that I bought Paramount Plus just so I could see the other seasons. This wow. show I thought you were, were going to say you like bought a tattoo.
4: I was no, like, wow, no, no,
1: <laughs> no, that's the thing. I see. I will never. And I was talking to my friend about this. We were both like, I will never get a tattoo, but I can tell you all the difference. I, I, new school, black and gray realism, portrait, <laughs> oh Japanese style. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. It's so good. I, and Dave, I was always like, you know, Dave Navarro, whatever. But he on it. Watch it for Dave Navarro. He is so <laughs> funny. There's like this moment where he's <laughs> I don't understand. I just like I don't understand Dave Navarro. But yet I do understand Dave Navarro because there's like <laughs> a moment where he introduces the finale of one of the seasons and he is hanging. They decided it was a good idea to hang this guy by his skin, like put like it's what? called suspension. Yeah. And so they just like thread I don't know <gasps> stuff, and so he's like hanging by his skin, and he's just like welcome oh. to the Ink Master finale. And someone, some random ass guy that they hired, just comes up to him and starts swinging him back and oh, forth, back no, and forth, Amelia, by his skin. Yeah, what? and it's I'm wild. Sorry, I'm it's need wild. To sit with that for a minute. It's, um, and there's also there's. It's really funny because um, this show is uh, sponsored by different like corporations and whatnot and like in the fifth season and this has become I guess has become like a whole meme he uh it's sponsored by taco bell and so you <laughs> they cut to dave navarro for like every single challenge and he's always like and today's challenge is presented by taco bell which encourages everyone to live moss and you guys are all living moss and so it's become like this meme of dave navarro saying live moss and i <laughs> oh for whatever reason the internet has grabbed a hold and will not (laughs) let it go. And honest, it's so it's hilarious. I mean, you know, consumerism bad, but uh, I just it's (laughs) so good. This show is so addictive. And I say that as someone who doesn't, I will never get a tattoo because I'm too afraid of pain. But I feel God, like I know a little show. bit about it from your Instagram stories. You take clips <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes.
0: It's like a nice little taste of what the Thank hell is you. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Ink and neat. All
1: that stuff kind of freaks me out. But I will live right? through you watching <laughs> yes, this show. Thank you. Same. It's very good. I honestly, the first two seasons, they're on Netflix. I challenge everyone to watch it and not subscribe to Paramount Plus. They, 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 they got me. <laughs> Um and who knew? I, yeah, next one. Um, okay, and then also I know everyone's been watching it, but I have become obsessed with Merriview Town. Um, yeah, I mean it ended or whatever. So, but you can catch up. There's only now like seven it's the perfect episodes. time. You don't have
4: to wait week to week like the that, rest of us did. <laughs>
1: exactly, and that's what I did up until the the finale. Um, but it's it's really good. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing more I can say than it's. You know, it's a dark, gloomy drama, but there are funny moments. There are a lot hmm. of good characters. And again, it's only seven episodes, so you can do it. I binged it in like a night. So, yeah. Yes. That, maybe not healthy for your mind. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's
4: been a lot of good coverage on The Ringer, uh, both writing on the writing side and then The Watch has had Kate Winslet on and a lot of um, episodes about Mare as well. Uh, and also, if you liked Mare Town, which I also really did, I recommend watching Broadchurch, um, hmm. which is like, basically the British version of Mare of Mm. I cannot believe how many similarities there were uh, between the shows, but it's Olivia Coleman and David Tennant and they're detectives who get called in to investigate the death of a child and Mm. have to work together. Sounds familiar, but it's three seasons. It was on Netflix, but I'm not sure if it still is. And then Happy Valley also has kind of like the woman who lives in the small town and has to sort of investigate like her neighbors and people she knows and like solve a murder. So very similar mm. vibe. Cannot recommend Broadchurch enough. I love Broadchurch. Mm. But yeah, similar energy to Mare of Easttown. Um And then the last thing I'm excited for in June, maybe streaming, maybe not, <laughs> now that we get to choose, is In the Heights. You guys, mm. a big movie musical, love it. Maybe wow. I'll go to a theater to see what? it. Am I ready? Oh, I don't that's know. That's so exciting. Even to think about that is exciting. Mask up and go? I don't yeah. know. Maybe like a matinee, not very many people. It comes out June 11th. Uh, it just seems like the type of movie I want to see on the big screen. You sure. Know? Like, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda's like first musical. It was on Broadway. They made it into a movie. I'm just really excited. I haven't been yeah, to a movie, too. obviously, in, in forever and ever. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Ooh. I'm sure there Ring will have lots of yeah. coverage of that yeah, movie please, as well. Yeah.
0: All right, next category, just fair warning. So it's a random one this week. You got (laughs) a couple different things to talk about. This is, of course, the like not worth the tea, social media, a little relationship news, a little wildlife news. You know, this is our mashup category and this is
1: a really big mashup this week. Amelia, I'm going to start with you. Um, You know, we've seen the rise, I feel like, in recent years of Stan accounts. Just people, you know, running these accounts because they're huge fans and they have nothing else to do, which, hey, I get it. I get it. I, I would have one, too. But I don't think I feel so passionately about uh, someone as a lot of people do, which is fine. Um, but as you know, we've got the Ana Day Armas updates. It was revealed that Lil Nas X was running a Nicki Minaj stan account. Well, now uh, someone who is running the James McAvoy updates has given us all the most stunning update, I think, from one of these accounts and they posted to the Instagram James McAvoy updates uh, saying, I'm done with this account. Thank you all for the laughs, but I have no motivation to keep updating on James. This account was initially to help me let my feelings out and sometimes ramp, but my antidepressants have started working and they helped me realize I actually do not like James McAvoy as much as I thought I did. If you were looking forward to my updates, I apologize. You will have to find another account to follow as I am no longer suffering from mental illness. XX. <laughs> heart emoji, which I mean, what a stunning development. I'm so glad this person yes. is on antidepressants. And I feel this is what a ringing endorsement for antidepressants, because I do feel like a lot of times. <laughs> and I mean, we've all been guilty of it. You just go into like this hole of like, you know, I, I, I so a hyper fixation yes just mm-hmm. relate on to james this person <laughs> and now it's james mcavoy now this woman is or man uh they are like i i actually don't like him as much as i thought i did and i so don't funny. i don't need him anymore you know right. you've moved right to venture right. out into the real world mm-hmm. which i think is great what a evolution and mm-hmm. um that's it's just you know you hilarious know funny to see is-
0: 19 people liked this on Instagram. And I hope that, you know, James McAvoy updates doesn't need any outside validation to be like, good, but only not like, could they not? I should follow this and throw this a like because I'm like, more people should support James McAvoy updates in their like better mental health state, you know? Right. Right. Also, I've seen this. People tweet about this, but they're not actually going to
1: like the actual post, which is bad form. It is. Bad manners. Agree. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Right. So happy for them. That was an important um, update. Thank you. <laughs> hey, anytime. I also have another important. I, well, I guess I have two. I'm sorry. Uh, first one or second one is Courtney Stodden said that sh- that they are engaged to entrepreneur Chris Shang. So really happy for them because, I mean, I don't even want to get into all the crap that they've had to deal with for the past 10 plus years. And the whole Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen, just go away. Mm. Truly go away. Live just, your life. Yeah. Go offline. Elsewhere. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, you're sad. Um. Anyway, so happy for Courtney Stodden and Chris Shang. Wish them the very best. Mm-hmm. And then also... I just I love someone wrote David Spade as possible new Bachelor host. Feel free to delete because it's like, (laughs) OK, who cares? It's like, yeah, we're going to talk about this. Right. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. No, I know. It was like, yeah, like, woo, but also like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So apparently him and other celebrities, quote unquote, celebrities are supposed to guest host Bachelor in Paradise um, amid Chris Harrison's break from the franchise how do we feel about this? You know what they
4: should do? I had a lot of like David Spade jokes I was going to make but this just came to me. They should do the same host that they did for Jeopardy.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's a good idea. They had
4: like the specific like guest hosts like do Anderson (gasps) Cooper Katie Couric Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. And just like, the, I'm sorry you didn't get the Jeopardy job, but like here's what we do have for you. Yes. Bachelor in Paradise. That's and just actually, like a,
0: see how they do. That's a brilliant idea. That is a good idea.
4: It'd be a good social experiment.
0: Yeah. I don't need David Spade no. on the TV. And no one has ever needed more David Spade. But like also, true. this franchise is just fucking hellbent on booting me from being a fan. I, It's like <laughs> pushing. I, I don't know why I still even like Put this in an outline, clicked an article that talked about David Spade because I just need to quit it. But I know, Amelia, you're a little bit more in the dark in the weeds than I am. But yeah.
1: (laughs) No, I get it, man. And but now, but it's like kind of an incentive, because like, how badly is David Spade gonna mess this up? How many bad jokes? I want to hear every single bad joke that he has to say because I am a masochist, I guess. I don't
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to tell us how that goes. Maybe I'll watch. Paradise is more fun, but it is. That's true. Um, now we got some wildlife news. Total pivot, Kate. Guys, we talked about
4: bees a couple of weeks mm. ago, and I do want to report back that I did win the debate of how many bees there were on Angelina Jolie's body. It was over a hundred, just for some closure there. Uh, but there's more news in the bee space. Mm. There's bee beef, if you will. The bee community is a buzz. <laughs> Sorry. Stop. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So we talked about. I believe we mentioned the bee lady on our previous bee pod, where it was like this blonde woman. She was like something Texas bee saver or something on TikTok. And she got really famous for being blonde and going into these like huge communities of bees and like scooping them out and quote unquote rescuing them. So people were like all in on the bee lady. But other bee keepers uh, who exist online are now coming out speaking about how she promotes unsafe practices for people and um, like wearing her hair down can be really dangerous and she doesn't use protective gear which can be like dangerous for people who think they can just go in and do the same thing Mm -hmm. Um, so at LA Honey Bee Rescue on TikTok uh, just came out with like this video talking about how problematic uh, her bee treatment is and then other beekeepers have also spoken out on social media. Now people are kind of like, there's backlash to the backlash <laughs> and Ugh. speaking in favor of her and being like just sort of demystifying beekeeping and just, you know, selling their product the way any other <laughs> creator does. Um, the Jamila so, Jamil uh, <laughs> of, the bees, of the bees. Of yeah. the bees. Um, so yeah, not necessarily taking a side in the B wars. Um, but there is B discourse. <laughs> there is uh a controversy on B TikTok. So if you are on B TikTok, if you have <laughs> thoughts, please let me know. Mm-hmm. Um I will say that she she does go at it with kind of a, I don't know, I don't like her energy so much. Oh. She kind of I don't know. She it does seem very performative, whereas some of these other beekeepers that are speaking about it, I'm like, OK, you look like the real deal. Like you look like you right. know what you're doing. Legit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, you know, any all of these people are sticking their hands into massive amounts of bees to rescue them. So like more power to you, I sure. guess.
0: I thought you were going to make another pun there, sticking their hand, I don't know, in like a sticky situation. I'm really happy you didn't, though. Extremely Damn, happy you didn't. This opportunity. Yeah. The other piece of wildlife love news, we have got to talk about it, also came from a very viral video on TikTok, was a woman that was uh, videoed, caught by like her ring or some kind of alarm system, shoving... A full-ass grown bear off of her backyard ledge because Damn. the bear was like swiping and not attacking, but more just like maybe about to attack her small dogs <laughs> that lived in her backyard. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can post a video. It's, it's everywhere if you just go. Google, you know, woman pushes bear off ledge. And it's not a large ledge, it's like, you know, a couple feet. Also, Bears. Yeah. Bears will be fine. But anyway, so now all of these people are writing about it. And the most shocking part is this woman who did this is actually a 17-year-old girl named Haley. Wow. And the fact she to be so young and to be so fearless is just, I mean, mind-boggling. So she was interviewed, and she basically what her recollection is, is the dogs are barking. She goes out there to tell them to stop. And when I go over there to see what they're barking at, I'm like, that's a funny looking dog. BuzzFeed <gasps> interviewed her. This is where she said this. Um, she felt compelled to help after noticing the bear picking up the smallest dog of the group. Oh my
4: God. So this wow. is what she says.
0: I go over to the bear. I look it in the eyes. And the first thing I do, I think to do, is to push it. Push a bear. Push an apex predator. Which I'm like, <laughs> Haley, you are braver than 99% of the population. I would oh my- legitimately- I, I, I don't know what would get me to push a bear or be brave enough to like go head to head with one. I, not, I don't know. This is mind insane.
1: Wait, what is kind it, of bear was it? It looks, looks brown. Like brown. Shut Which up. Are the kind that, those, ones, I mean, those <sighs> eat people. Yeah, I it was oh. like a grizzly bear,
0: but it was. CNN, CNN is calling it a black bear. So. Okay, those
1: are still scary. They've yeah. probably 100%. also
0: eaten people. Yes. Uh, yes.
1: This and, is, it, it
0: is like not A small bear. It's not like a grizzly, but it's not small. And they had two cubs. The bear had two cubs with her, which means they get really aggressive when that happens. And like, you know, they'll do anything to protect their cubs. So this is insane. What would you guys have done? I feel like I would
4: have looked for some like a shovel or something. Um, Yeah, that's I think that would have been my... Because I do think like it's on the fence. It's like balancing. So I do think it's like reasonable...
0: To be like, I have to push it off. But I don't think I would have gone hands first. No, they are so strong. He, I mean, this bear could have just like climbed up or like d- on his hind right. legs and just swiped her. And then she's done. So, yeah. I could. Really quick reflexes. Amazing. I and mean, thinking. Is, and the adrenaline. Maybe it was the adrenaline that just like was like, I, we're I, going to do this right now.
1: I yeah. guess. But. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't put my dogs in a situation in the first place, but... It know. was in her, <laughs> it's back her backyard. backyard. It climbed I know. Maybe oh, backyard. Or maybe, like, you know, they have those those little dog um, costumes with the... You're going to put your dog in a costume every single day for 24 yeah. hours a day. no well, the half yeah, chance that
0: a bear climbs your fence? Why not? Yes. I mean, you just can't live in the foothills of the San Gabriel Mountains <laughs> near Los Angeles. Yeah, so okay. exactly. Just when you find... Right. When you oh, check that out the God. List. Okay, two other things quickly. The first one, it was a slow news week. This was a headline (laughs) on people. I'm just going to quickly run through it. Courtney Cox, (laughs) this is so stupid as I say this out loud. She posted on her Instagram um, what she's calling like a quote Alabama roll, you know, instead Mm. of a California, like a sushi roll. It's like her little take on it. Anyway, I thought it was going to be a lot weirder of a snack. It actually sounds fantastic. Um, So what she does is she takes a slice of turkey, then she puts mayo mustard. Nice, solid. Then she crushes up fr- like a Fritos in the okay. sandwich. And then she puts cheese, avocado, and then she rolls up the slice of turkey. And then like, you know, that's her little, haha. it's a hand roll. Anyway, <gasps> that was going to be a little bit weirder when I clicked into the article. It's just basically a, a breadless <laughs> turkey sandwich. That sounds good. I'll, I mean, I'll allow it. That sounds good. Sure, great. sure. Also, I don't know what she's doing. The video is pretty edited and, you know, thought out. I don't know what she's doing making content mm. like that. But mm. anyway, lastly- sure very quick for those who were interested when I reported that Mike Posner was climbing up Mount Everest. Mm. Good news. He's made it to the top. He survived. He summited Mount Everest and now he's on his way back down. So we can rest easy. I mean, Mm. I will not rest easy until he's like back on his couch because he,
4: I feel like has had a series of, I mean, he's an adventurous guy. (laughs) He really is. uh, Yeah.
3: I don't Proud know. You, I'm <laughs> rooting for him.
4: Yeah. I think
0: it's great. It's amazing.
1: Huh.
0: Take a nap. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, just, I'm just take like. Take a load off. Wow. Amelia, just processing that. This episode
2: is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for
3: terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. dot Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's do cringe mode.
0: I know Kate is extremely excited about this It's the 20-year anniversary of Moulin Rouge. We're going to cover it. Uh, Mm. I had a great time watching. I have never seen this movie before. Oh, my gosh.
4: It's a favorite. I love it. I do have to say, you know, I feel pretty strongly about, like, exclusively doing bad movies for cringe mode. And anytime I have to check and see if the rewatchables has done it before we do a cringe mode, I feel like it's betraying the spirit of cringe mode. However, Mm -hmm. I tried to come at this objectively. Uh, I had not seen it in several years. And I feel like we did dig up some cringy moments. So I do think is allowed to be in the cringe mode. Uh, Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, (laughs) But uh, I guess quick summary. I love L'Anne Rouge. Uh, It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. And basically, it's this very over-the-top sort of stylistic movie that follows Ewan McGregor as Christian, um, who basically joins these, like, bohemians in France, and they want to write a play for it to be performed at this brothel. And Nicole Kidman is um, a prostitute at the brothel, and she wants to be an actress. She wants to star in the play. There's sort of a classic, like, miscommunication, comedy of errors. She's supposed to fall in love with this duke. She ends up falling in love with Christian. She also happens to have consumption, uh, which ultimately she dies from at the end. Spoiler alert. Uh, But there are a lot of songs. It's... and all the songs are kind of like mashups of modern day, like radio hits, which was kind of the big sort of experiment with Milan Rouge. It's not kind of your classic musical. Um, yeah. What did I miss? They put on a show. She dies at the end. Uh, and there's a lot that goes on in between. But it's great. That was well done. Thank you. Good job. All right, let's do some highlights. Kate, go ahead. My highlight is just that I love this movie. I watched it for the first time in eighth grade with my high school best friend in her basement. She was like, Mm. I'm going to show you one of my favorite movies of all time. I was like, (laughs) great. We just finished Gossip Girl. Like, what's next? And she showed me Moulin Rouge, and I was like, that's not what I expected. And I'm obsessed (laughs) with it. So we watched it a lot of times growing up, and I was emotional watching it again. It had been very long. But I guess going into my next highlight... I was, like, young enough when I watched this movie and the songs, there are enough oldies in it that whenever I hear the original songs that are, like, part of any of the songs in the soundtrack, I I associate them with, like, Moulin Rouge first. Mm. And then, you know, Silly Love Songs or, you know, You Lift Me Up or whatever. Any of those (laughs) songs that are in any of these songs, I'm like, that's a Moulin Rouge song. Like, that's not a regular radio song. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) So just, like, anytime I hear any of the snippets, which are a lot of different songs mashed up into this movie. Mm Um, I just always associate it with Mel Rouge, which is fun when you're, I don't know, listening to oldies.
0: Yeah. Can I tell you something really embarrassing? It took me four full songs to realize that the, they were taking other popular songs like radio hits. And these were not, this was not an original score. When <laughs> Ian McGregor starts singing your song and he gets to the, and like he starts saying, I was like, wait a second. And I looked it up and then I felt like an actual idiot. Um, because I did not realize that they had taken those kind of songs and put them in this movie. I was like, that I'm is never...
4: impressive, considering like the first song is a mashup of Lady Marmalade like, you know and like
0: Teen Spirit. <laughs> okay, where are we? Do- oh, we're doing this in the low lights. First twenty minutes were a fucking fever dream. So I don't actually. That's true. Yeah, we're gonna get feel to bad that. that I didn't That's catch fair. That. That's it's hard to. It, there are parts that are hard to follow. Extremely. Um, also, this movie gave me the, okay, again, I'm just an enormous idiot. I watched The Prom and I was like, Nicole Kidman singing, dancing, being theatrical. <laughs> this is so fun and unique and new. And <laughs> though, obviously, as that turns out, that's not the case. So this gave me exactly what <laughs> I thought The Prom was, but this is obviously a thousand times better. Um, Nicole Kidman being like absolutely over the top, mm. theatrical, dramatic, every emotion under the sun. It was amazing and i loved watching her in this kind of role because i've only seen her in like the dark
1: gloomy stuff
4: yeah like the big little eyes yeah of it all yeah. she actually
0: used to have fun it turns out crazy imagine
1: yeah so, so sad um yeah you know on topic of just over the top i feel like this whole vibe of this movie is over the top and i i i enjoy that someone was like you know what I am going to make this movie insane and uh, <laughs> we're going to have a fun time. And I guess that guy is Baz Luhrmann. So thanks yeah. to him. Um, I was like, is this what, you know, like being on drugs is because, okay, count me in. <laughs> I'm just Apparently. Um, Yeah. But it's, I mean, like, you know, it first introduction. I mean, not that I drank absinthe after watching this movie, but I'm just like, Ooh, so this is absinthe. You see a green fairy that looks oh like, I do even you know, like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I associate it with too. Like an eighth, great i was like oh is that what (laughs) alcohol is like right yeah like damn okay cool yeah this whole
0: movie is a lot and i think this like seamlessly Mm -hmm. brings us into our low lights these Mm -hmm. kind of movies actually made me really want to watch chicago with renee zollerger if any of you guys are mm -hmm. fans of that the roxanne number i was like wow i'd need to watch cell block tango or whatever is in the (laughs) chicago um but anyway yeah this this movie is a lot so kate you want to talk about that more in the low lights
4: yeah. Even as someone who has seen this movie so many times, mm. watch starting it up, being like, yes, here we go. The first 20 minutes of this movie are extremely difficult to follow. Yeah, it, You get Christian and he's like, takes you back. He's writing about his long lost love who died. But then he, you get introduced to these characters and the Bohemians and they're at the brothel and people are yelling and there's CGI and there are yeah. songs. And it just is really, it's, it's a lot to follow. Uh, yeah. And it's, it, he doesn't really. Boslerman doesn't really. Um, sort of start slowly. I would say the weirdest <laughs> mm-hmm. stuff in this movie are in the first half, and then yeah. it like gets more normal and <laughs> as you go. So yeah, I I think if this is not your thing, you will know within the first ten minutes That's of the movie, which is helpful, but also can be a lot.
0: I would say maybe make it past that because I watched mm-hmm. the first twenty minutes, just like oh my. God. God, this is gonna be two hours of this, and it really was not all like that. It it, actually turned into a really beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, but yeah, first twenty minutes, I was absolutely lost. (laughs) It's, I would say
4: it's a, it's a barrier
0: of entry for sure.
4: Yes, (laughs) oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um. On that note, you know, I can't do the cringy stuff, the awkward Mm -hmm. scenes. They're difficult for me, and there is sort of this comedy of errors at the beginning. Where, you know, they're in the elephant, which is like the room where Nicole Kidman hooks up with her clients. Iconic. Um, And it is iconic, honestly. Um, But there's like a miscommunication scene where she thinks she's supposed to sleep with Christian. Christian thinks he's pitching her a play. Mm -hmm. uh, And then she has to pretend like he's not there and she's with the Duke. And it's like this whole it's supposed to be like, you know, again, very over the top, very sort of comedic. But. Uh, it's a little too awkward for me. So I do kind of skip <laughs> skip through some of that. But it leads to your song, which is Chef's Kiss. So, mm, so, so yes. good. it is so it is so worth good. it in the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amelia, what else? Okay. I don't I maybe I'm just crazy, but I it took me like five years to understand she died of tuberculosis. Like I honestly I thought she died of cancer. I don't. Whatever. It's just I'm confused. They're and not it took me super a long specific. Time. No, they aren't. Which is, I mean, whatever. Who cares? That's fine. But I. I it took me a long time to understand. Okay, tuberculosis. Got mm. it. Yeah. Cool. I the mean, coughing. She coughs blood into a handkerchief. It could be anything. It could be anything. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really like a low light, but it's just more like okay, yeah. maybe some clarity there. No. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um. And then, <laughs> this is maybe really selfish, but. You know, I understand why she had to die, but like, did she really have to die? You know, <laughs> it's not selfish, actually, Amelia. Thank you. I completely agree.
0: It was too sad, actually. Yes. And I was duped because I didn't think that that was, I mean, yeah, we actually find out like halfway through that she's going to die, but I didn't actually think it was going to be a sad, it really right. hurts. It. <laughs> it's a yeah. blow. It's so sad. I don't get it watching sad even mcgregor oh, legitimately makes you want to die very it remi- tough. i've only seen it one other time It stuck with me it's star wars revenge of the sith and he's looking oh at anakin god. and he's oh. like i have failed you Anakin." <laughs> and it was that energy that i was like jesus christ i can't
1: do this again i'm tearing i can't it's so sad oh my god oh. that's so true He's he's channeling his Anakin Skywalker he does angst. he
4: does and I I'm gonna talk about him later because he's my MVP, but he does mm-hmm. have a very like angry, sad yes, vibe uh, in both of those movies where he's like yelling at him, he's like, You were the chosen one. But he's <laughs> well, like angry, then you but he's are like lost. Right? <laughs> And then in this movie when he's like yelling at Satine, you're like, No, don't yes. be angry at her, but he's like yeah. really angry with himself. Yes. Right, you know, and he's like crying
1: and sad and singing. <sighs>
4: Yeah, well, it's, it's just tough. it's, it's so tough. heartbreaking.
1: and I thought like maybe they could summon a doctor, you know? It's yeah. not like this isn't like <laughs> Can the we not 1700s. Afford one? exactly. <laughs> this is 1900, okay? We, I think have we, a have jeweled, we have a jeweled elephant that people are having sex in. Can we I not mean, get a doctor? God. I mean, right.
4: let's seriously. budget here, Jesus, seriously. Right. Um, right. all right, shall so we do what age the best and the worst? Yeah, it's only all you me. In this category. <laughs> Just so you guys can Sorry. take a load off. Um, <laughs> age the best. And we'll get into this in the lightning round more specifically. But the soundtrack is still mm. great. Uh, yeah. I think, I mean, if you've seen this movie, I, it's it's difficult to choose a favorite. We're going to try later. But the soundtrack is just really, really great. The songs hold up. Uh, the scenes hold up. Just really great stuff. Age the worst. And this is a big one. I think this is probably like the biggest low light of the movie. I was watching this on Amazon and they do the thing where they pull up the character names on the sides. And I had never really looked into this before, Um, but I was I was looking at the character names and listen, it's like an over the top theatrical thing. I don't expect them to name Mm -hmm. prostitute number two, like (laughs) Janine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't expect someone's name to be like Todd. Like, I know that they have theatrical names. What I didn't need was the really gross, like, ethnic stereotyping that happens uh, with Mm -hmm. the character names. Some of these prostitutes, I guess, what should I be calling them? Some of these sex workers in the brothel? Sure. Um, Here are some of the names. Arabia, China Doll, uh, Le Chocolat is um, played by Dobia Apare, who has, like, a really big role. Like, he saves Nicole Kidman from being raped by the Duke. I'm like, give him a name. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know that like it goes sort of into the the brothel stereotyping back in the day like that was how they did it but I'm like we didn't have right. to do that in this movie yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Um yeah. so that was a big downside and then sort of along with that they did this sort of Indian musical, Indian theme mm. musical as their big production. And there's just like a lot of ethnic stereotyping there as well that mm-hmm. just comes off really gross and bad and just did not age well. So yeah. just name your characters. It's mm-hmm. not that hard. Yeah. And then also age the worst. They did a new version of Mulan Rouge on Broadway recently, a couple of years ago, starring Aaron Tveit um, and Karen Olivo. Oh. And I was really excited for it. I know Juliet Littman went to see it. We've talked about oh. it at length. But what they did was they updated... The songs that are in the medleys, huh. so instead of Elephant M- Love Medley having Paul McCartney and Dolly Parton, and it does have some of that still, instead it has like Katy Perry now. Like they <laughs> sing fireworks instead of <laughs> oh, David Bowie. No. So
2: funny.
4: like I understand wanting to update it and like making that kind of reference for like a new audience, but I don't want that. Like I <laughs> yeah. went to listen to the soundtrack and I was like, this isn't what I wanted. I want oh, yeah. the original My God. songs, right? Um, yes. So that huh. to me was a decision that didn't age great.
0: Yeah. Do you yeah. want to just keep rolling? Your are next on the MVP I list, will. too. <laughs> I will keep rolling. My
4: MVP is Ewan McGregor. He, mm. first of all, great singing voice. We yeah. should, as a mm-hmm. society, cast Ewan McGregor in more musicals because I think he has some parts. And some of these songs are v- written really well to sort of complement his voice. Like, he has some moments um, in, like, El Tango to Roxanne and some other ones and your song and Come What May where he just, like, the, I don't know, the harmonies really kind of complement his voice even if he's, mm-hmm. like, not... A singer, singer. Mm -hmm. And he just, he looks great. Uh, He's like peak Ewan McGregor heartthrob, Mm -hmm. very romantic, extremely in love. There are just some scenes where they cut to him and he's like singing at Nicole Kidman and she's like not even looking at him. And I'm like, oh man. Oh my God. Yeah. Right in the heart. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just, he just really makes this movie, I think.
0: If I could, mm-hmm. give, if we could just double up on it, I would probably pick mm-hmm. him too. He probably is like my true MVP, but I do have to give some, not some credit, a lot of credit to Nicole Kidman. Yeah, absolutely. Gave it her all. Yeah. <laughs> she also like, when I was reading some trivia about this movie and she went through like a couple like physical injuries because Ooh, it was very, mm-hmm. it's very taxing in every way it appeared. Sure. And I cannot imagine how exhausting it was for her to do this day in, day out. Every emotion she had to do t- to 200%. Um, so- her, um, she is my MVP.
1: Yes, um, Amelia. Who's your pick? Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. I would say, you know what? Just gonna give it to Boz Lerman. What a what a guy. Uh, he has he's always done these really stylized. Um, sometimes they're musicals, sometimes they're not. Just really, but very like bright and colorful and fun mm-hmm. movies. And I think sometimes you know people make fun of him for it because it's like we don't need this. But honestly. I've never not had fun watching a Bosneman yep. film. Mm-hmm. so
4: mm-hmm. yeah, We should do his yeah. Romeo and Juliet
1: sometime. For oh, I love
4: one.
0: that movie. There's a yeah. lot there. Honestly, really good.
1: I would also do Australia. Okay, I didn't hate that movie. I've never seen Australia. It's actually, another Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman banger. Kidman. Right, <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, let's do the lightning round before we wrap up. Is this movie too weird, the right amount of weird, or not weird enough, Amelia? I'd say right amount. Kate? I agree. Okay. I think it works. Mm-hmm. Best side character, Kate.
4: Uh, For me, it's a tie between the singing Moon, (laughs) who sings backup on several songs, like the opera singer Moon. Sure. Screaming. Okay. Um, And is it Kylie Minogue? Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I doubted myself. Uh, She plays the green absinthe fairy. So Mm -hmm. when they like drink absinthe, she like appears and is like, I'm the green fairy,
0: (laughs) um, which is just inspired casting. I'm giving it to Jim Broadbent, aka Professor Slade, aka he's not he is a side character, but he's a very large role in this movie, Uh, and he's also in Game of Thrones. I was just (laughs) like to see him. Listen, Jim Jim Broadbent brings it every time. There's a single project he's in where you're like, why is
4: Jim Broadbent here? He's the opposite of David Spade. Like you always want Jim Broadbent (laughs) involved.
0: I had no idea you felt so strongly about Jim Broadbent. I'm so happy. I said that. Yeah, me too. I guess he's great in this movie. Um, Amelia, who's your favorite side character?
1: Um, you know, I agree. I love the random Kylie mm-hmm. Um Also, now that you mentioned the moon, you know what the moon reminds me of is. Have you ever seen? I'm um, not that I like. Okay, just forget it. Um, the the moon <laughs> in the like the the bear in the big blue house. It, it's very <gasps> similar moon. Oh, Amelia, uh, right? Yeah, deep cut. Deep cut. A lot of Thank deep you. Cuts this episode. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Um. But like yeah. No.
0: What is the worst song, Kate? The worst song,
4: I mean, bar none, Mm. there's no competition, is Like a Virgin, the Madonna song. Uh, You all know and love it. Uh, But it's performed by Jim Broadbent (laughs) and the Duke, who is so creepy. Uh, And basically, they're like talking about how Satine is going to come to the Duke and it's going to be worth it in the end because he gets to sleep with Satine and yeah. Jim Broadbent, like, put, like is just, like, playing the woman in this relationship and, like, chasing oh. around the Duke singing Like a Virgin. And it's Ugh. so creepy. It is nightmare fuel. It haunts me to this day. It's disgusting. No, <laughs> oh my good stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Really what's tough? the
4: best song, Kate? <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about this, obviously. I have to give it to Come What May, Mm. which is like the secret song that Christian and Satine sort of write for each other where it's like, even if things are going bad or like even if she has to pretend to be in love with the Duke, like they're going to sing this song and they'll know that they're in love. It's just
0: one of the great cinematic duets. Um, you, yeah. you know how I know you love this movie is you refer to them exclusively by their character names <laughs> and not by the actors and actresses, which is what we normally do. That for is Cringe rare. Mark. That's that is funny. rare. Like Jennifer Aniston uh, does this, and no, we're using Christian <laughs> and right. Satine. I'm sorry. Keep no, you keep going. No, keep no, going. Um, my other
4: favorite. And my actual like personal favorite song is El Tango to Roxanne, mm. um, which is Liz mentioned it earlier. It is kind of similar vibe to Cell Block Tango as it is a tango version of Roxanne by the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's sung by the narcoleptic Argentinian, uh, who again, deserved a name, but right, sure. Right. And he just crushes it. It's so dramatic. Yes. Uh, Ewan McGregor is singing on it as well. And it's just like this dramatic really scene. Good. Nicole Kidman's in the tower with the Duke, like Christian just losing his mind on the ground. Um, (laughs) It's just great. It's such a good, I guess, cover. It's technically a cover of Roxanne, but Mm -hmm.
1: really great, really dramatic. Mm -hmm. Very dramatic. I still have like his face in my mind. Like, whoa. (laughs) You know, I just, I like the Your Song. Because Mm. who doesn't love Elton John and McGregor, you know? I'm thinking that one too, because that's when I was like, oh, these
0: aren't made by this movie. These are songs (laughs) that are made by other people. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's it on Moulin Rouge. Let's keep going. Two times unanswerable questions. Kate, take it away. Okay, two disturbing
4: birthday cakes for children have gone viral this week Mm. on Twitter. Uh, Which like, one, sure. But two, I was like, we should talk about it. This seems to be, you know, are the kids okay? (laughs) Um, I'm leading to an answerable question here, but I do want to tell you about the cakes. The first one was from Casey Fay. He said, my niece turned three today. She asked for a Lion King cake, but specifically the moment where Mufasa dies because, quote, everyone will be too sad to eat the cake and it will be all for me. Oh. So the pictures, There are pictures of this cake and literally Simba is on the cliff. There are rocks on it and he's looking above the corpse of Mufasa, which is just a traumatic childhood moment for any of us who have seen the Lion King. So that was disturbing. But I was like, "Hmm, that's weird. Moving on. But then I saw another tweet this (laughs) week from Edmund Kingsley, who said tomorrow we'll have a six year old. And like so many girls her age, she insisted on a cake depicting the future Queen Elizabeth I witnessing the execution of Anne Boleyn by Henry VIII. So you zoom in on this cake and it's Henry Tudor and Anne Boleyn (laughs) and a castle cake. And Anne Boleyn is just like uh, standing in front of the chopping block. And that's the sixth birthday cake. So my unanswerable question for you is, what is the weirdest birthday theme and or cake that you had growing up? Obviously not going to be as weird as these, I assume. But I would love <laughs> to know if not.
1: Amelia, do you have an answer for this? No, this is like, I'm sorry. I'm a little traumatized. I didn't click on these cakes until just now for some reason. They're a lot. The kids, I think the kids have had a rough year. Yeah, uh, just, that's probably society, true.
0: That's what was true. like. What
4: did you have like an elaborate birthday theme at any point growing up? Either
0: of you. No. Crickets. Amelia's searching in the depths of her mind right now. <laughs> Liz, <laughs> I what mean, about you? I, I feel had like the a, Kellys went out, went all out. So not for me sweet 16 at Benny Hanna's once but I did actually as a party favor for my 15th give everyone like a little beta fish in a baggie oh, that's, and that's apparently they idea. all died the next day oh, so, oh tough that's, so, that's dark geez. that is that's my dark birthday treat so, Amelia, yeah.
4: if you do not have something, I was really obsessed with the nutcracker when mm. I was young. I texted my mom about this and she didn't give me an answer. So I think this was my weirdest one. But when I was like five, I had a nutcracker outfit that I wore everywhere. Mm. That's
2: cute. And That's I was obsessed cute.
4: with the nutcracker. And so my mom made me a cake that looked like the nutcracker's head. And I had a nutcracker themed <laughs> birthday. But oh, cool. then like since that we were triplets, we had we each got a theme.
0: Oh, so like God.
4: my brother would be like pirates and my sister was like fairies and i was like dressed as the nutcracker so that's i think cute. that was my weirdest That's my weirdest so much one.
0: work for your mom could you try to yeah, decide damn. on one thing
4: no we couldn't no so. oh, sorry oh my god at least it wasn't anne boleyn or mufasa's murder See, that's um, true
1: there's so, something mom, i feel like social media has made it <laughs> so easy to i mean to go viral if you mm-hmm. just subvert the yeah. expectations. You're and right. That's there is that aspect of it. I it's do a, agree. It's a little like, did she really ask for an Anne Boleyn cake? <laughs> and why does a six year old know about it? the beheading of Ambolyn? You that know, that is right? True. Yeah.
4: Yep. yep. I'm just all saying. good questions. Let's, no, invest, let's milkshake duck the Anne Boleyn cake, shall <laughs> okay. we? Okay,
0: sounds good. <laughs> okay, I have a question this week, and it is: Are you guys ready? Or light academia which is apparently oh, gonna no. replace cottage core according to InStyle so uh, to me it <laughs> seems extremely similar and it's also it should not be confused with the dark academia which Kate right. you've educated us all on in I past episodes <laughs> so light academia apparently is basically just like the, the romantic Taylor Swift version which also reminds me of Cottagecore, core which is confusing right. but anyway it's it's preppy it's like tennis skirts loafers sweaters Mm. knotted around your shoulders (laughs) all the influencers are doing it are you guys ready and would you ever participate in light academia to
2: me
4: I feel like it's still cottagecore season Yeah, academia seems like a fall thing like (laughs) if we're gonna do the light or dark academia outfits like I clicked on this and saw a lot of plaid I saw some like Tr- light blazers, like mm. that's a that's a September at the earliest vibe. Sure, we got to take cottage core into summer. I don't know what we're gonna do during the summer. Come up with something different, yeah, and then
0: get into the academia fashions in the fall. Are you gonna get into the academia fashions in the fall?
4: You know, I love a blazer, so I know. <laughs> maybe. I was I doing that already. I didn't know that it was light academia, but I will take credit for that. Sure, <laughs> yeah,
1: Amelia, what <laughs> that- are you feeling about this trend? You know, there's a I a I see a lot of sweaters going on. And Mm. as you may know, if you listen to this podcast, I am (laughs) a sweaty person. So they just don't work for me, you know? I mean, maybe if I'm just wearing like a bra under it, but like I like to layer. Yeah. uh, You know? So maybe stayed in Minnesota. Yeah, maybe. Fall
0: and winter, then maybe you'd get more into it. Right. But either way, it's too soon. It's too soon for this. It's too soon. It's too soon.
1: That's fine. Lastly, saving the best for last. Take it away, Amelia. Okay. So The other day I was on, I guess, Spotify or I don't know what I was doing, but I was like listening to the top music because I know, you know, Olivia Rodrigo's Sour came out. But then we also uh, had BTS kind of usurping her little moments because I think they're like the number one stream song or whatever on Spotify and on the Billboard, whatever, whatever. But I listened to their new song, Butter. And wouldn't you know? I am obsessed with this song. It is so fucking good. So I need a rundown. And who better to go to than Kate? I mean, I need to know what other songs I should be listening to. I need a general synopsis of BTS and each of the members because they're all like, from from the music video I saw of Butter, they're all very charismatic. They're all singers. They're all dancers. They're all cute, which, you know, I mean, not... Every boy band, you know, it's like, who was the fan of Joey Fatone? You know what I'm saying? So um, So it's it's just kind of surprising because there's like, what, seven of them? There are
4: seven. Amelia, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. (laughs) Have to tell you, we've done 57 and a half minutes on this (laughs) podcast. This is a special challenge (laughs) for me to keep this brief. And I knew this was coming. And uh, so I'm going to try to keep it brief. I'm not going to give you the whole lowdown. Here's what I'm going to do. I got a text from Danny Heifetz two weeks ago. And he said, we've been in a KBBQ place for two and a half hours. We've watched so many BTS music videos in a row. We're obsessed. And what he asked me was, I want you to tell me which BTS member I am. Which oh, I thought wow. was a great question. I was like, this is <laughs> a great funny. personality test. Let me think. And okay. so inspired by that. I thought maybe I would do what we do a lot on this podcast and match the tea time member to the BTS (laughs) member. Just to give you, there are seven of them. We're not going to get to all of them, but I'm just going to go really briefly just cause I feel like you need, you just need something to like hook you, you know, it's not enough to be like the person with yellow hair is so-and-so, right? You know,
1: well maybe it'll be like James McAvoy updates, but like BTS member updates. Right. Right. So I'm just going to tell
4: each of you very briefly which BTS member you are and then I can just direct you to more information try to keep this brief I'm really gonna try but I know everything there is to know about them so it's gonna be difficult (laughs) okay um so I want first I want to apologize to Jungkook and Taehyung who are just not gonna make the cut for today because again there are seven of them and I one of you is two of them so I don't wanna leave anyone out the fans get very upset when you leave (gasps) someone out oh my god Jungkook is my favorite so no shade to him it's fine so first of all I told Danny that he is RM and I think I also am um, RM is the stage name for BTS's leader. Uh, oh. His real name is Namjoon. And I, okay. I think Danny and I are the same member because we're both like just kind of nerdy. Hmm. Uh I think we're both kind of endearing nerds. Oh. Um, closet nerds, if you will, which is <laughs> RM is. He's the one that you've probably seen like in interviews. He speaks English. He's the one who taught himself oh. English from friends. Mm. Um, oh. And so he like is kind of the voice of the group when they're in America. That's funny. Um, he also writes a lot of their songs. Oh, nice. And Danny and I both write for the site. So that's who I assigned as Perfect. our government issued member of BTS. As for tea time, I'm gonna start with Kaya. I would say Kaya is most like Jin. Um, who is the oldest member of BTS. Kai is the youngest member of T Time, so that doesn't match. However, <laughs> I think once you get into BTS, you realize that he's sort of vital to like the offstage dynamic. He does mm. a lot of like nice. the moral support. Oh. Um, he's kind of the mom of the group. He's very responsible. He's good with people. He kind of holds things oh. down. Offstage. I like it. I like so it, So he's yeah. not quite as showy. Um, but I think the real ones know that like Jin is like very important to the group. Kai sure. just sent me a heart in the chat. That's very <laughs> Jin of you. Um, okay. I thought Liz, both Liz and Amelia. I think were tough. As soon as I told myself to do this, I was like, "This is actually quite difficult." Um, <laughs> That's funny. But I'm committed. I'm gonna decide Liz is like Jimin who is one of the vocalists and main dancers mm. of BTS um, and this is a very simple explanation he has a very distinctive recognizable very sweet little voice
0: oh my <laughs> gosh oh my gosh so yes. I decided
4: that's pretty self-explanatory for that's Liz funny. Kelly voice <laughs> of the Ringer podcast network yes Um. just like no one has ever listened to a BTS song who knows BTS and been like hmm I can't tell if that's Jimin or not because his voice is just very recognizable very popular mm-hmm. Um, and he's also very sweet and very nice. And he's a very hard Love worker. That. So wow. perfect. Okay. And then Amelia was the hardest. So you get two members because oh. you contain Ooh, multitudes. Amelia. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, the first member is Suga, who is uh, both of them are members of the rap line. of oh, BTS, nice. Which started out as a hip hop group <laughs> and has recently kind of transitioned to pop. Oh, wait, um, really? That's interesting. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Um, cool. So his ma- real name is Yoongi. And he's kind of a fan favorite. He looks very sweet, very cute. I think he's the shortest member. Um, But once you get into his music, you realize he has kind of this sneaky, like, fuck around and find out attitude. Um, So he has a lot of, like, very aggressive solo work he has some mixtapes that he's released that are like very <laughs> aggressive and amelia oh also has some solo work of her own where she yells into a microphone uh, that she's clutching very tightly about the bachelor yeah. so i just felt like that
0: match yeah, she Thank also you. is a fan a for sure fan, for favorite. Sure That's fan a favorite. favorite and right also
4: i think the rap line fits her very well because <laughs> like they don't get as many lines as the other as the other people but then like they have the fan favorite lines like if You know, you go into the YouTube comments and everyone's talking about like this one line. You know, (laughs) you go to our Twitter account and everyone's talking about Amelia, you know, her monologue on Kirsten Dunst. So hand in hand. (laughs) Right. Um, And then the other member that I think Amelia is similar to is J-Hope, who is also a Mm. member of the rap line. He's also the main dancer. Oh. Um, And he has a very infectious vibe. He has a very happy energy. He leads the dance break in butter. (laughs) Oh, okay. Nice. He is just very energetic, very full of life. Like when Amelia was talking about Ink Master earlier, I was like, (gasps) this is J-Hope energy. He gets so excited about things like that and just goes and goes. Oh my God, Uh, thank you. So nice. These are your assigned BTS members. I'm happy to tell you more about them or anyone else in the group. But if you or the listeners want to do any research on your own, we have wow. many, many BTS related. Uh, sorry. I'm very sorry to give you homework. I promise I'm wrapping this up. No, um, no. Please. We did a BTS Top Fives podcast on Ringer Dish Ooh, um, yeah. last year with Isaac Lee and with Day Kim, who wrote a book about BTS. And we we'll just broke that. down... We each did our favorite BTS songs, favorite BTS music videos. It's like a very easy place to start, I would say. Perfect. I have a lot of blogs on the ringer about BTS. <laughs> yes. I have one about their hair from 2020. Um, <laughs> probably most useful would be I did a ranking of every album leading up to their seventh album in 2020. So that's like a good kind of breakdown of like their big songs. Mm-hmm. And I have not done a lot recently because the fans got really mad at me. <laughs> oh so yeah, that was a I've missed time. probably <sighs> the last year. Uh, in terms of my writing. However, I have been known... I like to make very personalized recommendations. I don't like to be like, here's all of their music videos because that's too much Um, I have been known to make PowerPoints for friends who want to get into a certain K-pop group but don't know where to start amazing that's kind of like professional level like you know I don't make it for the amateurs it's got (laughs) to be like you already have to have a basis however um, Amelia since you said that you like butter specifically I wanted to recommend some similar vibes yes Um, so sort of colorful upbeat videos songs performances here's what I recommend Boy With Love, which is their song with Halsey. Okay. From 2020. Uh, DNA, which I believe is from 2018, which is also like a really good just like intro to BTS, like upbeat song. On Pan Man, which is like really kind of funny comedic song. It's my sister's favorite BTS song. Go Go, which is also like upbeat, funny. Idol, um, which was their single a couple years ago. And Airplane Part 2, which is also a single from a couple years ago. So those are all like similar energy to butter. I'm sorry this went for a very long no. time. No, but this is great. <laughs> been waiting
0: for this moment for so long. You forget how long Amelia and I talk about Survivor and make you just sit there. So I, I,
4: yeah. really, no. I
0: tried to make it concise. If
4: no, anyone wants to didn't. know more about I, BTS, slide into the, the mention, the menchies. Yeah. The menchies. I like
1: that. S- text me, whatever. I, don't I know. Lo- No, this is great. Hey, I asked for it and you I it got so much more in a good way. <laughs> great. I'm so glad. Thank so glad. you. This is... This Uh, is very good. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank
0: you, Kaya, our producer. And thank you all for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And
1: I'm Amelia Wedemeyer.
3: This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, A young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm.